This is Faith in Action, the program that looks at how people put their faith into action in their everyday lives. Faith in Action is a production of Catholic Radio Indy. Now here's today's program. This is Faith in Action on Catholic Radio. I'm Jim Ganley. Our co-host is Bridget Ayer. Hello, great to be with you. Good. It's just great to be with, <laughs> with our audience. I just love you guys. It, it, it is nice to see that a little bit of the COVID things, the restrictions and everything are lifting. And it's just, you know, like seeing a little bit of daylight at the end of the tunnel. Last year at this time, we were, what, about uh, saying, well, you know, two weeks. We're going to lock down for two weeks, you know. And <laughs> then, well, okay, well, maybe two more weeks. And uh, That you know, was here, the longest two weeks of our lives, Yeah, right? here we are, you know, 54 weeks later or something like that. And uh, finally, at least we're seeing a little bit of light at the other end. So we want to thank everybody who... Um, stuck with us during all of that catholic radio uh did have a a reasonable year last year uh our donations did hold up fairly well and our underwriters uh, supporters stayed right with us so we certainly appreciate all of that and of course we wouldn't be here without you if you're looking for a really really simple way to support catholic radio everybody eats Everybody buys groceries. We don't want to tell you where to shop. But if you shop at Kroger, and if you use your reward card, if you do one little thing, you could help us out a whole bunch. And that's go to our website, catholicradioindy.org. And uh, oh, in the center column, about halfway down, someplace around there, you'll see a Kroger logo. And if you click on that, you can register your uh, rewards card. And it's just a matter of entering the number of your card and uh, letting Kroger know what charity you want to support and if you put catholic radio indie all three words catholic radio indie in there that's it you're all done you never have to think about it again every time you buy a loaf of bread gallon of milk can of beans whatever it is catholic radio gets a small percentage of it and hey there's a lot of listeners to catholic radio if we all do this it helps out a big bunch and we do get nice checks from kroger's every quarter and so we want to thank everybody who is doing that. And if you're one of the ones that haven't done it yet, yeah, we could use more. So Catholic Radio Indy, I-N-D-Y, CatholicRadioIndy.org, and click on the Kroger logo and you'll help us out a whole bunch. Well, this show is called Faith in Action for a Reason, and that's really what, um, as Catholics, we are called to do, to put our faith in action. And... Um, Our guest today is doing that at the parish level. Our guest is Thomas Gallagher. He is the brand new director of evangelization there at Our Lady of Mount Carmel. And we're going to talk about how we as, you know, everyday Catholics can evangelize and maybe give us some tips on how we do that. So uh, welcome to Faith in Action, Thomas. Hey, thanks for having me. I, I really appreciate it. Now, I I heard you give your little spiel at, after all the masses. I guess it was when when did you start exactly? So February twenty fifth was my first day here. Okay, so you've been you've been on for a look for a couple months now, um, and I think I heard you talk. Did you mention that you had been a focus missionary at some point? So I was never actually a missionary, but focus did have a. a Huge impact on me when I was, uh, you know, in the in at the university level. I went to George Mason University in Fairfax, Virginia. Oh yeah, I didn't know that. That's a cool place. Yeah, yeah. You know, I didn't really know anything about it before I, I even went there. To be honest, it was my safety school, and it was the only school I got into. So <laughs> it's a good thing I applied there. Um, but I, yeah, I got I plugged into Focus pretty much as soon as I got there. 
and uh, entered into discipleship in my sophomore year and uh, became heavily involved and focused, and it's really what taught me how to evangelize and what evangelization is all about. Uh, so I, I never became a missionary full-time, but uh, as a student leader, I was heavily involved. Well, I, I've just been really impressed with that organization, and we have had uh, various focused missionaries here on um, Faith in Action, and we've also had, we went to downtown to the Seek, which is the um, big focus of fellowship, folk, <laughs> I can't say it, Fellowship of Catholic University Students, big conference down here in Indianapolis. Um, I'm curious, did you grow up Catholic? Tell us a little bit more about your background. Absolutely. So I am a cradle Catholic, uh, you know, grew up going to Mass every single Sunday. My parents were awesome about just teaching us the importance of Sunday Mass. Sunday Mass was, was not an option, you know, even if we were traveling, we found where Mass was. So really uh, planted, you know, deep seeds of the faith in, in my life in, in that way. And um, parents were always very involved in, in you know, church and you know, CCD, religious education, all of that, and uh, and then when I was in high school, I was very involved in youth groups and putting on retreats at both the diocesan and parish level. So, uh, yeah, my my upbringing in the faith uh, made a huge impact on my life. But it really wasn't until I got to college that, uh, as I mentioned with focus, that I really made it my own and uh, and came to the. Uh, understanding the decision point in my life that my my faith was going to be the center of my life. And it was actually at a focus conference way before they called it SEEK. Mm-hmm. They just called it Focus Conference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in Grapevine, Texas, back in 2008, 2009, right over that new year, that I had my, what I call my conversion of heart. And I was in adoration, Eucharistic adoration, with you know, about 3,000 other people, which at the time, that was a big focus conference, and now they're like seventeen to 25,000 or something like that. Yeah. But uh, I was, you know, in adoration, and I just had this epiphany, and I realized that if I really believe that what looks like a piece of bread up there on that altar is actually God himself, and that he loves me, and that I am called my entire life should be to love him with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength, then my entire life needs to revolve around what looks like a piece of bread, <laughs> around the Eucharist. And uh, my life just looked different after that conference. Uh, began to make holy hours every day and discern my vocation, really, uh, you know, for the first time. I used to always say I was open to the priesthood, but it was after that conference that I really became open to God's will for my life. And uh, at the time, I was on a flight contract with the Marine Corps. I was an officer candidate in the Marine Corps. That was the dream job for me. But uh, over a few months of praying about my vocation, the Lord gave me the sign that I needed, which was he, he made me excited about the idea of leaving, of giving up that flight contract, of pouring out that perfume that the world gave such value and credit to, you know, and pour it out for Jesus. And... Uh, and so I, I did, and I uh, discerned becoming a missionary with Focus. Uh, in fact, there was a, um, a female Focus missionary that really caught my eye and made me want to be a missionary. Uh, did you happen to marry her? I did happen to marry her. <laughs> a spoiler alert there. Uh, so, <laughs> no, um, yeah, so I, 
I asked her out. She said no. I went back to discerning and went into seminary after uh, after I graduated from George Mason, and I was in seminary for uh, seven years. So it was a uh, a long journey, an incredible journey, and uh, was really on uh, the cusp of ordination when I uh, discerned away and with clarity after a thirty day silent retreat, Ignatian exercises, and went back after after that that woman, Trish Metzger at the time, and uh, asked her to marry me about 10 months later, and uh, now her name's Trish Gallagher. So that is, such um, a, that is such an inspiring and amazing story. I love to hear people's story of conversion or decision where they really open their life up to Jesus, and I can't believe you spent that much time in the seminary. That is just absolutely amazing. Well, I think it's really a testament to the fact that God will never be outdone in generosity. And I was always told that it's a win-win situation when you go to seminary, that you, you just can't go wrong. And I had gotten to a point in my discernment where I could no longer discern outside of the seminary. And, uh, and I don't regret a single minute of those seven years. Uh, it has made me a better husband, a better father. Uh, a better director of evangelization. It it formed me to be the the disciple of Christ that I am called to be. Now, Tom, that brings up a point that uh, I've mentioned a few times on the program, that there probably are young men listening to this program right now who, oh, I don't know, think maybe, maybe they might be called to being a priest, but they're kind of uh, afraid to take those first steps because they're afraid that, boy, once they set foot inside that seminary, they're not getting out without a Roman collar, you know, uh, and that's just not the case. Uh, in, in your case, uh, you had seven years of seminary and uh, came out to a very successful, very fruitful life without becoming a priest. Is that typical, or what, what sort of a percentage of folks that you went to the seminary with actually went on to become priests? You know, that's a great question. Uh, in my case, I was studying for the Diocese of Arlington, Virginia, an amazing diocese, and uh, I think that our attrition rate was about 10% a year, something to that mm-hmm. effect. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it, it was always a bittersweet thing to see a man discern away, because you knew that he was, uh, he finally had the clarity that he was looking for, and, uh, you know, it's you're not losing a brother, you know, it's a definitely a changes the relationship, but, uh, but those bonds, that experience, you know, you really become a band of brothers uh, through that. And, uh, you know, one of the things that was told to me when I first got to seminary, I'll never forget it, was that some men are just called to seminary. They're not necessarily called all the way to the priesthood. And so for me, a big changing moment was when I discerned that God was calling me to the seminary. Mm-hmm. I didn't know mm-hmm. if he was calling me to be a priest or not, but I knew for certain that he was calling me to the seminary. So it's an A to B step, not an A to Z. And, uh, <laughs> and sometimes you just got to start that first step. Sure. And so uh, a young person shouldn't be worried about, gee, what if I you know, fail at the semi- seminary and uh, quit? I don't want to be a quitter or a failure, but it's not. It's an evolution. That's correct, and I can't tell you how many guys I run into now that I say, yeah, I was in the seminary for a while, and they're like, really, I was in the seminary for a while, and you kind of have that bond, you know, and, and it really says, hey, I, I, took my vo- I take my vocation seriously, and I really gave it all to the Lord. There was a, a Stations of the Cross that we would pray every year in the seminary 
that uh, it had this little phrase at the beginning, and it said, there is no greater response of love to God than to discern your vocation. You know, to say, God, my life is yours. My life is the gift that you give me, and I want to give it back to you. What's your will for my life? Uh, and it really, I tell you, I, in marriage now, I am so much more secure in my marriage and who I am as a husband and a father because of that time that I spent discerning. And, and we've heard that. I mean, Jim and I have talked to so many men over the years here at Catholic Radio Indy that had gone to the seminary and had discerned that. And you are a spiritual leader as a father, whether you are a ordained priest or you are a priest, um, priest, prophet, and king in the lay in the lay perspective, I guess, as a father, the head of the household. And so you are a spiritual leader. So that is such great... I guess, formation for you to form your kids and to, and, and, and also in your role, I want to, I want to hear what is your role exactly? What is the director of evangelization do? Cause this is a new position at uh, Our Lady of Mount Carmel. It's true. So uh, up here in the diocese of Lafayette in Indiana, we have this uh, big initiative going on called United in Heart. And as a part of that, Every parish has been asked to hire two positions, a director of operations and a director of evangelization. And so we already had uh, somebody here in the parish before I got here that fit that, that role as director of operations perfectly. And uh, Father Richard, really through Providence, actually, I uh, began looking at a possible move out here for my family and found out that Father Brian Doerr, the pastor at St. Elizabeth Ann Seton, was here, and he was the vice, vice rector at Mount St. Mary's while I was in seminary there. And he was even my formation advisor, so I was really close to him. And I reached out and said, hey, do you know of any jobs in the area? And he said, well, my brother's looking for a director of evangelization. And so I got connected to Father Richard Doerr, and uh, really through Providence I ended up here. So, um, you know, there's a lot of ways to, def- to define this, uh, this role that I'm in, but... Um, Jim Beckman, uh, who's a, a, you know, well, maybe I don't need to introduce who he is, but he was here giving a Lenten mission when I first arrived, and we sat down for a a little one-on-one, and he is the director of evangelization at the diocesan level for the, uh, I believe, Archdiocese of Oklahoma City, and maybe diocese, and uh, he said, you know, Thomas, your role is to take the DNA of discipleship and insert it into everything that we already have here at Our Lady of Mount Carmel. Because the one thing that we don't need at Our Lady of Mount Carmel is another ministry. Uh, you know, we have so many, not to like squelch anybody's, you know, call to start another ministry, but I don't want evangelization to be seen as one among many things that we can do here. It is the call of every single person to evangelize. Um, and so that's what I see my role as, is de- describing and teaching what the DNA of discipleship is, and then uh, helping everybody to see what they do in the context of being a disciple of Christ. That's a great definition. And on that note, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to give you some tips on how you can be an evangelist in your everyday life. So stay tuned for more Faith in Action. You're listening to Catholic Radio Indy, converting the culture to Christ through radio, featuring 100% Catholic programming 24-7. Do your friends a favor. Tell them about Catholic Radio Indy. Faith in Action is our oldest, longest-running program here on Catholic Radio Indy. We're looking for some local Catholic businesses or organizations to help us underwrite the cost of this program. 
It doesn't cost a lot, and your underwriting support will help see that local programs like Faith in Action stay on the airwaves here in central Indiana. Most businesses have never thought about underwriting a program. They don't know how much it'll cost or what they might say in their underwriting announcements. Well, that's okay, because with just a phone call, we can tell you all about it. Call Val at 317-870-8400. 317-870-8400. The call is free and there's no obligation. We can really use your support. So please give Val a call right now while you're thinking about it. 317-870-8400. Or email Valerie at Catholic Radio Indy. .org. Have you ever thought about joining the Catholic Church? Have you just wanted to explore the Catholic faith? All you need to do is call your local Catholic Church for more information. We are always happy to help you in your journey to discover and learn more about the Catholic faith. We have classes that are almost year-round, and the classes and information sessions do not involve making a commitment, and there is no pressure to join. Please call your local Catholic parish for more information today and start the journey of one day possibly becoming Catholic as well. God bless. You can hear the Holy Mass every day at 8 a.m. right here on Catholic Radio Indy. Welcome back to Faith in Action. I'm Bridget Ayer. Jim Ganley and I are in the studio, and we're talking with our guest, Thomas Gallagher. He is the Director of Evangelization at Our Lady of Mount Carmel in Carmel, Indiana. And we were talking before the break about the DNA of discipleship, which I really don't know what that is. So what is that, Thomas? Absolutely. So uh, where I'm going to look for the DNA of discipleship is uh, the Gospel according to St. Mark, chapter 12, verses 28 through 32. And it's where the scribe comes up to Jesus and says, Master, what's the greatest commandment? And Jesus says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one, and you shall love him with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And the second is like it, to love your neighbor as yourself. The scribe responds, You've answered well. And Jesus says, You're not far from the kingdom of God. So we see seven, uh, what, what I call, uh, and a good friend of mine, Father Thomas Cavanaugh, out in the Diocese of Arlington, we call it the seven pillars of discipleship. So the first is to have a Christocentric life, that Jesus is the center of your life. You love him with all your heart through prayer, with all your mind through scripture and study, with all your soul through the sacraments, with all your strength through obedience to the moral teachings of the Church. And you do so within a communio, or a Christ-centered community, seeing your place within the body of Christ. Uh, one one member, but you know one mem- excuse me, one part, uh, but uh, many members, but one body, uh, and so that's the sixth pillar. And then the seventh pillar is evangelization, and this is where evangelization really is. It's necessary to see yourself as a disciple of Christ in order to truly evangelize, because the gospel means good news. And in Spanish, you know, evangelio is the word for gospel. So to evangelize is to share the good news. And so on the most practical level, if I, as a Catholic, don't see my, my faith as good news, why would I share it with anybody? Good point. So I think that that's, as Catholics, maybe sometimes we get a bad rap for not evangelizing enough. We don't see that as, as a core of who we are as Catholics, but I think a lot of times it's because we haven't been evangelized because I've gone to Mass my whole life because it's just what we do. It's tradition, little t tradition, if you will, uh, you know, and, and I kind of check my boxes. But if I begin to see my faith my, as good news, 
then I'm going to share it. If I have a good steak or see a good movie, I'm going to tell people about it because it's good news. Mm -hmm. So when I begin to experience my faith as good news, uh, then I'm going to tell people about it. But so often we, we are really good at going to Mass, but we never spend time in the Word of God or really study our faith. Or maybe we're, we're not obedient to the moral teachings of the Church, or we don't spend time in prayer. So it's really that fullness of, of being a disciple that then the natural byproduct product is to evangelize. And does it start with a conversion experience or an encounter with the real Jesus, the real living God? Um, I'm curious your take on that. I mean, because there are people that maybe have been Catholic their whole life that might just gradually grow in their faith. They may not have this big encounter, but maybe just little encounters. But but does it do they need some type of encounter? I mean, obviously we go to we get the, the Eucharist every day, we receive Jesus, that's an encounter, but are we really aware that we're having this encounter? <laughs> you know, I guess is my Absolutely. question. So I what role does the in, real encounter hap, have on the disciple to be an evangelist? Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, I think that encounter can happen in so many ways. It True. can happen through that, that spiritual moment, that aha moment, like I had, you know, at a focus conference in my junior year of college. Uh, it can happen by reading a book where just all of a sudden the light clicks on, you know. I think in seminaries where I really encountered a lot of people who had a an intellectual conversion to the faith, whereas I had kind of a heart conversion, uh, but they're both equally powerful. And, uh, and there can also be kind of a, uh, you know, a, the experience of one disciple coming to you and bringing you to Jesus, kind of a Philip moment, you know, instead of uh, necessarily like in having this direct encounter somebody else brings you and and you have that encounter as well i also think community can be an incredible encounter you know um we just started up a really casual men's group here but guys are coming to that that little campfire that we have in the backyard on wednesday nights at eight thirty. you know that would never step foot in the church maybe so there's all these different little ways that that people i think can start that encounter but everybody desires happiness and as Catholics, we know that happiness has a name, and his name is Jesus Christ. But not everybody knows that that's where their happiness lies. And so I think when people begin to realize, whoa, I'm unhappy, how do I get happy? Well, the answer is God. And he became a man, his name is Jesus. When we begin to see that, that, that encounter, that, that conversion starts to happen more rapidly. We just have about four or five minutes left, and I want to get to this last question in terms of tips. For those people who are listening to our show right now who have had that encounter, who want some tips to evangelize, can you give us some in the next, you know, four minutes, four or five minutes? Absolutely. So, uh, you know, St. Pope John Paul II tells us uh, in... Um, uh, Nova Millennio Innuente, that the most practical step to evangelization, the very first most practical step, is to spend time contemplating the face of Christ. So really, I know it sounds like practical, you're going to prayer? And it's like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, because if you're not praying, if you're not encountering and spending time meditating on the face of Christ, uh, and just and seeing how He loves me, then how can I love other people with that kind of love? So really, that's the first most practical thing, is 
whether it's in a, a prayerful meditation or maybe an intellectual exercise, that God loves me enough that he would do everything he did to save the world just for me. That's the teaching of the fathers of the Church, that he would do it all just to save one. So when I realized that he did that for me, now I can have kind of find the boldness to go and just bring it up with people. So maybe on that, on that next step, that mo- next most practical step, just meeting people exactly where they are and just bringing it up in, sh- in small little ways, looking for a little way to ask, hey, what's your faith background? You know, and without a real objective to, like, inviting them to Mass or something like that, just like, what's your faith background? Open that conversation up. Uh, you know, uh, the, in the book, uh, how, to win, how to Win Friends and Influence People, it talks about how when you give somebody, you know, say three minutes in a conversation, that naturally, organically, they give you three minutes. So, you know, give them a little time to speak, and then when, as soon as they are open and invite you to share your faith, take the opportunity. But just find little ways to, to work that into the conversation. And obviously, you need to have some sort of a relationship with that person to engage in that um, dialogue. What, what kind of a relationship do you need to have? Just like a, a fairly good coworker, um, a member of your family? I always feel like there needs to be some kind of a relationship to precede those kinds of questions. <laughs> Not just a stranger on the street, but I do that to strangers on the street, so my, my kids are like, Mom, stop that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's funny is that, and I know that sounds right. What you said, it sounds logical. But in my experience, evangelization is the hardest with the people that I am the closest to. True. It's, it's kind of the, um, a prophet is accepted everywhere except in his own hometown. Got that you know, right. <laughs> particularly with my, like, growing up with my sisters. Now, I, I learned over the years how to, you know, have better conversations and easier, but, I mean, we butt heads so hard when I was trying to, quote-unquote, convert them, you know? And uh, honestly, sometimes the stranger is a little bit easier because you're like, I don't even know if I'm ever going to meet this person again. Yeah. So what do I have to lose? Exactly. <laughs> there was a, a focus missionary who uh, once said, and I don't remember who, who started this, but... Um, Eternity is worth the awkwardness. You know, the potential that you have by bringing up faith in the public square, the, yeah, maybe they'll say, nah, no thanks, and walk away, and it's kind of awkward. Okay, I'm not going to see them again. But the, just the possibility that they would be open and start this conversation is incredible. When I was in seminary, we used to go to college campuses, and it's something that seminarians at Mount St. Mary still do, and just walk up to strangers and just start a conversation and I expected to get turned down so many times. Out of seven mission trips to different college campuses across the country, I can probably count on two hands the number of times that somebody just said no and walked away from me. Out of hundreds of conversations, many of them would turn into two, three-hour conversations. So just give it a shot. You have nothing to lose and everything to gain. Wow, what a great, great interview. How inspiring. Our guest today has been Thomas Gallagher, the Director of Evangelization at Our Lady of Mount Carmel. Thanks so much for being our guest today. Thank you. You have been listening to Faith in Action, the program that looks at how people put their faith into action in their everyday lives. Faith in Action is a presentation of Catholic Radio Indy. You can hear this episode of Faith in Action again or any past episode at catholicradioindy.org. 
If you have a suggestion for a guest or topic for a future program, please call us at 317-870-8400 or email jim at catholicradioindy.org.